NBA fans out there. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, so today we're gonna talk about uh, two things: 2020 NBA draft and the free agents. So 2020 NBA draft and free agents. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, let's talk about the 2020 uh, NBA draft. So, what do you think about the first three picks so far? Are you surprised or not surprised? Yeah, man. Like, I'm not really too surprised at who the top three picks were. I think going into it, everyone knew there some combination of um, Anthony Edwards, Wiseman, and Lamelo Ball were going to be the top three picks in the draft. So, like, in that regard, I'm not surprised. I am a bit surprised at like. The order they went in for one, I feel like Lamelo Ball is the best prospect. Um, what the Timberwolves, I guess they needed a wing since they end up keeping the pick, and the Golden State Warriors needed a big. So I, I mean, if the Warriors gonna keep their pick, which they did, thanks to the unfortunate news of Clay Thompson, um, I think that like stopped them from making moves that they might have otherwise made for a, a win now piece. Um, Wiseman was the best choice for them. So, like, he was pretty much a lock to do on number two. But I personally had uh, Edwards and LaMelo Ball switch because I thought LaMelo was the best prospect in this draft. I know they got D'Angelo Russell as their point guard, but um, LaMelo Ball is 6'7". Like, he can guard other positions. He can kind of take some of that ball handling pressure off of D'Lo, who I feel like D'Lo can also play the two um, as a shooting guard, and that's probably where he's better suited. Um, so I was kind of surprised that they didn't go with LaMelo here, especially with him probably having the most upside. But I get the Edwards pick. Um, um, the Edwards has high potential, too, as a defender and an offensive piece. So, uh, yeah, and he he feels a need at the, on the wing spot for them. So all's well that ends well. We'll see how that plays out for him. I love, I love this pick for the Hornets. I mean, I know they already have guards their own with Terry Rozier, uh, Devontae Graham, and all that, but – they, this is a team, Michael Jordan and the Hornets, who just needs to pick the best player available and shoot for the stars when it comes to finding a piece that they can build around that has superstar potential. And I think LaMelo Ball has that. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. I like how, how how this ended up for each team and each player. Yeah, they fit very well. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel like with, with this uh, first three pick, I feel that uh, the team picked the best player for their position for a particular team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the Warriors need a big man. Okay, wise man, right? Uh, the Wolves pick uh, Edwards is the first pick because they already have a point guard. Lamelo, they would have a big Wiseman, so like, okay, this is good. Edwards, so, um, but yeah, but I still believe Lamelo's probably the best uh, player in this out of this three. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. man, the Warriors are real good actually. Think about it. They got Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's probably not a good signing, but it's still a great player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 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 Hornets are looking. Hey, they might make the playoffs, man. Let's say that. They might. They're a nice team. I think I think they end up trying to trade one of their guards, though. I, I think they're going to try to trade Rozier. If I was them, that's what I would do and try to add a big. But mm, we'll see. Okay, cool, man. <laughs> We're surprised about any of the trades or 
not trades in this draft. I mean, yeah, like, man, like the Pistons, the Knicks, young are, money, dude. Not not my trade. That was on. the biggest surprise. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, like that was the biggest surprise to me. Like there wasn't very many moves in this this draft, and I yeah. thought this was the year when teams would make a lot of moves, only because like there was like a clear cut hierarchy to teams that needed to move up and shoot for superstar potential, and teams who didn't. Especially when like you looked at the top three teams in the in the draft, the Timberwolves, the the Warriors specifically, who. Are looking to win now. These are teams that normally probably wouldn't be in a lottery with the talent that they have on their roster. So I felt like they were looking to trade down, while teams like the Bulls or the Pistons or the Knicks should have been looking to trade up. Maybe they didn't have the pieces necessary to pry one of those top two picks from those teams, but I was still surprised that they didn't seem to be aggressively trying to move up. Um, did you imagine like a Lamelo or or Anthony Edwards on the Knicks or the Bulls like? I think these teams both still did well with their picks. The Bulls fourth getting Patrick Williams, Knicks getting Obi Toppin, who's a New York native and a freaking Showtime blockbuster extraordinaire with the dunks that he puts on day in and day out on the college level. I'm sure he's going to bring that same intensity and um, blockbuster moves to the NBA. But I don't think he has the same ceiling and ability to win games for you as some of these top three dudes have. And I know this wasn't a good mm. draft, right? This wasn't a draft where you got LeBron, Carmelo, and D-Wade sitting at the top. But mm-hmm. you still got to you still gotta give yourself yourself a shot. I'm just surprised these teams didn't do that. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe their picks will be, end up being the, the best players in this draft anyway. Maybe Obi Toppin or Patrick Williams have some, some Kawhi Leonard, some uh, some Kobe Bryant, some – some Steph Curry or something like that, some Clay Thompson in them where, you know, they're not the top five, top three picks, but they still are probably the best player in this draft. You know, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, winning on the Bulls pick, man, Patrick Williams. I mean. He's such a mystery. He is such a mystery. Like, <laughs> I don't understand, like, how the heck you, you pick up a guy who didn't even start in college and he averaged, like, seven points a game. I know points aren't everything, right? You're drafting for potential and all the other jazz. He's like the second youngest player in the draft. But it just came out of left field. I heard he he rose up draft boards over the past couple of days because of his workouts and all this stuff. But, like, I think what scares Bulls fans is the fact that, like, their recent history since the MJ days and since, like, early Derrick Rose team days, their management has done a terrible job of, like, everything. <laughs> Not just drafting, like everything. It's just been terrible. So like their their confidence in like anything that the organization does is just gonna automatically be like, what's going on? Even though this is a new regime, right? They got a new GM, they got new pieces in place, new coach, all that type of stuff. So you'd you'd hope and think they're gonna make better moves even with the drafts, and maybe they saw something in Patrick Williams that's gonna turn out to be a star. You never know. Look, like none of us thought Kawhi Leonard was gonna be a star, that superstar like he is when he was drafted, right? So maybe Patrick Williams is that that new guy. But I don't know. That's just me. I have this thing. It's a weird superstition where I feel like you should always go with the guy with the weird name in the draft. Because look at it. I <laughs> I feel like every superstar has a name that you've like never heard of. But Patrick Williams is too basic, dude. He ain't gonna be no superstar. You need <laughs> you gotta you gotta well, pick like- a guy with a name that you've never heard of. Never. Like Giannis. I, I say Giannis' last name. Exactly. Antetokounmpo, right? 
<laughs> look at look at the superstars in the league right now. Giannis, Luca, LeBron, Luka Doncic, like <laughs> Carmelo, like Carmelo Anthony. Like you gotta pick somebody with a name you ain't never heard of. That's the kid you pick. They should went with D- Denny Abia or something like that. You know, somebody that's oh that sounds fancy. It rolls off the tongue the right way. Uh, Patrick Williams does not stand out to me. That's just Patrick Williams from third grade hoops. Like you, I don't know. Like from down the block, <laughs> you picked up young Pat. I don't All know. Right. To those who are listening, fans or maybe GMs, hopefully GMs, uh, listen to the rest. The uh, our my partner in crime podcast, uh, the Rough Trevor. Devices basically, you pick the players who has very odd names, and you're gonna be, they yes, become sir. superstars. <laughs> yes, that's the secret. That's how you do it. That's the secret. That's the secret to uh, to uh, draft. You know, to the draft. You know, you pick odd yep. names. And I, I guess I should say odd. It should be unique, <laughs> unique names, unique, unique names. We unique, you can't have a basic name and be a superstar in the NBA, man. It's just not gonna happen. It's not what we do. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like like Yao Ming. Who's Yao Ming? Okay, you know. <laughs> right, you know. All right. <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna leave All Patrick right, cool, I'm gonna leave Patrick Williams alone too, man. I think I hope he has a great career. Maybe he, he, he will. You know, he's got a good he's got a good frame. He's got an NBA body and all that type of stuff and athletic. So maybe he'll turn out perfectly he's, fine. He, you never know. He he he's gonna uh prove you wrong. I mean he's a young buck, you know. Exactly. Like a, yeah. So he should, he should got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like someone he's getting up. It's, like, it's just, you know, it's in the adult world. So he should got another like three three years to become uh, good. Um. Anyways. Okay. Who do you think the steal of the draft is? Oh, the steal of the draft. Man, yep. that's a tough one. I was going through this list earlier, like replaying the draft, and I was having a really hard time, like. I feel like most people got drafted where they should have gotten drafted at. Um, but if I had to pick a couple, one of them would be Nico Mannion, who dropped to the second round and went to the Warriors, right? Like, Nico Mannion coming out of high school was like a highly recruited player. And he ends up going second round, number 48, to the Warriors. This kid was a stud coming out of, out of high school. He played one year at Arizona where he was one of the leading players on a on a good team, a ranked team all year. And that just didn't make any sense. I know he doesn't have, like, a lot of, like, the physical tools that some of the top players have. Like, he's not going to have, like, a 50-inch vertical or nothing crazy like that. He's not super strong. But, like, this kid is crafty. He can play. He, has, he plays with tenacity. Um, he can shoot. He can handle the ball, get your team in order. I think he's going to benefit a lot from learning with from Steve Kerr and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, all those guys. And in a couple years, he's going to be a player that you look at and you're like, why the heck did he drop down to number 48 in the draft when coming out of high school, he's a projected lottery pick. That is, I don't understand that. So I'm looking at him as one. I'm looking at RJ Hampton, who was another guy who went overseas like LaMelo and um, kind of fell off the radar when he also was a like, projected lottery pick coming out of high school, and he dropped all the way down to number 24. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. And outside of that, there's not too many. Cole Anthony, an- another player, he dropped down to number 15 to Orlando Magic. I- I'm not sure if that's the perfect fit for him. He's got a 
play for time with um, Markel Fultz, and we'll see how that goes. But he could be somebody that surprises. He's been a highly recruited talent. Um, high school, college, he balled out. He's got good physicals. He He's going to be a good player. I'm kind of surprised he, he dropped to 15 also because I think at one point, like if you would have asked people early last year, Cole Anthony would have been like a top three or five pick. But he's number 15 here. So I'm looking at those guys. A lot of people are kind of fairly unknown. Denny Avia, Tyrese Halliburton, um, a few overseas people that you kind of look at. Killian Hayes, you're like, eh, we don't know too much about them. But with the rise in foreign basketball, you never know. They could be the next Dirk Nowinski or Luka Doncic. You never know. Manu Ginobili. There's been a lot of great European players lately. So you have to just kind of raise an eyebrow and say, can Denny Avia or Killian Hayes be that next player? Um, and then at that point, you're like, yeah, they got drafted too low, even though they, got, they still got drafted in the top 10. But um, we'll see. I think I think Oppy Top and drop a little bit. I feel like the Bulls should have been him, but... Fair. You know. But, you know, That's... he's like 22 years old. He's 22 years old, so he's a bit older, right? So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll pick a guy that's younger. So like, there's a couple years difference. So I mean, you'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, you, it's about right. There's not much um, you can talk about. So let's go. All right, man. Okay, okay. we fin- we finished with the draft, man. Let's talk, let's talk about the free agency, man. The free agency, dude. We talked about that last last week, but uh, but there's more. Um. We think of Mancho Harrell to the uh, uh, to the Lakers. He literally can just uh, you know how when you move right, you move from yeah. uh, across the street, move to a different neighborhood or a different city. Mm-hmm. Guess guess where Mancho Harrell is moving to? To a, another a apartment lot. in the same building, right? <laughs> He's moving to a different locker room in the same building. Same building. <laughs> Don't make no sense, Same man. <laughs> ultimate betrayal. The ultimate betrayal right there. I know his Clippers Ooh. teammates are going to be, his, I guess ex-Clippers teammates are going to be looking at him on the street like, bruh, really? This how you going to do us, fam? But, um, <laughs> oh, man. that's That was interesting. Like, what? Like, I didn't see this one coming. I think Montrez Harrell was really hurt, bro. Young money, like, dude, like, that's, that's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to think of this, like, I think if you would have asked me during the season, everyone had high hopes for the Clippers, and they are going to potentially win the championship, and they had all these great players that were going to stick together for a while, you saw them making their own, like, small dynasty there, in what was, and still is, apparently, Lakerland, but, like, that just didn't materialize. And then we got words of problems in the locker room. And now you have to ask yourself, was Montrez Harrell part of the problem in that locker room, the fact that they didn't bring him back? Like, was he part of the problem or was he one of the people that was frustrated with some of the things that came out as far as Paul George, like, feeling like he was above other players and other players feeling like Paul George wasn't that great and didn't deserve to be above them? And now we're sitting here with Harold leaving and talking all this smack talk about like the Clippers not wanting him, and maybe they didn't. Which is interesting because this is what the sixth man of the year, right? We're talking about the sixth man of the year who leaves a contending team, or at least what the most people thought would be a contending team, for the defending champions in the same building. Like, dude, 
who were supposed to be our rivals, and now he takes his knowledge and games to the Lakers. And um, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to have a chip on his shoulder, especially when he plays the Clippers. And that's going to be dangerous, man, for the Clippers. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I do think Harrell is a little bit overrated, so they don't have, like, that much to worry about. Like, he's not Kevin Durant. He's not coming out of here giving you 30 points a game or nothing like that. Nothing crazy. But he's going to be a problem. He's going to bring some energy to the Lakers that they need, especially after losing their big guys in JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard. And, um... Yeah, he's gonna be a lot to handle. I do like. I do think the Clippers still ended up better because I like Ibaka as better than I might do Lantres Hero, and they end up picking up Ibaka, reunited with Kawhi. Ibaka can shoot better. I think Ibaka is a better, better, more versatile defender. So um, I think the Clippers got a little bit better here overall, but they still yeah. were willing to keep Hero. Yeah, what you think? Uh, I mean, yeah. So first of all, this I think this a lot of problems the locker room problem right because you think about it like you had the same old clippers right without paul george and Kawhi, right and then all of a sudden they got two superstar right and they have two Mm -hmm. superstars and then you have all this you know i guess role players glorified role players and you try to mix you know in it they all know Kawhi's the best player right there's nothing to say about Kawhi, right Mm -hmm. but paul george on the on the other hand what you know, he he wasn't that great, uh, in the mm-hmm. in the playoff, um, and they're like, yeah, I'm better Paul George. You know, most of them are say that like Montrezl Harrell, probably more uh, Mo Williams. They say like, yeah, we better Paul George. You know, there's a lot of inter- internal problems. And then what happened is like, you know, the old Clippers and the new Clippers, right? The new Clippers basically Kawhi and and uh, Paul George. And, you know, and then you mix it old and new. It's kind of, you know, they rub each other in the wrong way in yeah. the locker room, stuff like that. And then it's like, well, who's in charge of the team now? Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> you know? He's a superstar, <laughs> right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I want Paul George. I want Ibaka. I want Pebo here. That's going to, you know. It's like it's, it's like almost if, like, a new management team or new a new person had Handling the, the new company, right? New management, shift. You have, you know, and 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 then like uh, Kawhi is like a new CEO, not CEO, but this new like manager. And then one people mm-hmm. that's under him that's like, and then like you know people like Manchester Harrell, even Lou Williams too. I think I think Williams might get traded too. Um, so yeah, the old Clipper and, and a lot of old, old Clippers are gone if you think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. So and but so they got the MVP. That's it. I mean, they have to, right? The MVP, exactly. Because they make the MVP they, and uh... they got police him, right? And, <laughs> and Paul George, your boy. MVP, but anyways, <laughs> I mean, think about it. Look, they had to police Kawhi, right? Otherwise, he'll be gone next year. Here's the play options. One more year. That's it. True. You know, you gotta police him. So that's what, uh, you know, and they pay a big price for Paul George. So. So that's that, and and then and then secondly, I don't. I think you're right. I think people overestimate how good Montreal Harrell is, right? Dude, this guy, mm-hmm. this guy got smoke. He got smoke. He got toasted by who? By Jokic. He too small. Mm-hmm. Jokic smoke him in the in the in the playoffs. Uh, yep. He got smoked. I mean, if if the Lakers were to play the Clippers, he would get smoked by AD too. Yep. I agree. Uh, 
I mean, <laughs> I think Montrose is probably a better de overall defender than Ibaka, but Ibaka is like tall and bigger, right? So hmm. he can able to, he's able to guard Jokic, right? He's tall and bigger, and then, hmm. and then he's also able to guard AD too. So I think it's very good for uh, the Clippers to have Ibaka, and he can shoot three too. Yep. And 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 uh, and Kawhi wants him. He's uh, and uh, you know he's the homie. You know Kawhi's his homie, <laughs> or Kawhi yeah. called him his homie. So hey, so that uh, I think I think it's almost I think uh, both the Lakers and the Clippers got better. Uh, but but the thing with the uh, the Lakers is like if they play in the playoff against Denver, who's mm -hmm. gonna Yogesh? Oh, that'd be tough, huh? Then Marco Saul, yeah. I mean. But he is a bit slow, not athletic. But he's still a good defend, right? Uh, yeah. You have what? AD? You know, AD to guard. Maybe Anthony? I mean, yeah. I mean, AD, probably, you probably have, like, Gasol guard him maybe, like, 20 to 30, maybe 24 minutes. Montreal's mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, like, five minutes, and the rest probably have to be AD. But I'm just saying, like, because... The Lakers had Dwight and Javale McGee, right? Dwight is athletic. He's a great defender. He was, uh, I think, three-time defensive player of the uh, uh, year. It was something crazy. Yeah. Um. So he, he's able to guard Jokic. I mean, he didn't mm -hmm. lock him down as in like completely, but he's able to guard Jokic. Jokic, Jokic wasn't that, effect, that effective against Dwight, but Jokic was effective against Montrezl. He all all he all Jokic could do against Montrezl is like he's post him up. He's too small. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So I think I think the Lakers overall, I think Marco Gasol and Montrose Harrells are better players than Dwight and Joe McGee. But against like Jokic, probably not on defending. So that's my opinion. What do you think of that? Yeah, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. Also, I noticed you said um, you felt like the Clippers are going to trade Lou Williams. You th yep. What do you think they should try to get back for him? Uh, probably like another big or a point guard, like an mm. actual point guard. That's fair. That's fair. Prefer, prefer preferably a uh, a point guard. Hey, hey, they may trade Lou Williams to the Hawks in the midseason and get Rondo. Hey, that's fair. That's <laughs> I don't weird. know. I'm just saying, but they do need a. Uh, uh they people say uh what. Rozier may come, um, but I don't think mm. Rozier is a is a great fit for the Clippers, in my opinion. I think nah. Rozier is a bit more. Uh, what do you think? Okay, I'll say I'll say it first, and then then you talk. I think Rozier is a bit. He's more like a. Uh, he's he he has the body of the point guard, but the way he plays is more like a shooting guard, in my opinion. What do you think of that? Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Definitely, Rotary is not so, a point guard. He's not going to run your team. You know, it's still too early in the season, so, yeah. That's true. I think the hard thing is, like, there's not so many, like, true point guards out there in the league right now, right? Like, maybe they try to, like, trade for Ricky Rubio, who's, like, back on the Timberwolves, which is a weird occurrence for him. I wonder how he feels about that. <laughs> but, yeah.
Alright, man. So, uh, let's talk about the free agency winners, man. Who do you think the winners are, you think? Yeah, who who do you think the free agent uh, winners are? Um, free agent winners, for me, the two best teams in free agency have to be the Hawks. Is one because they just killed free agency. They added some nice pieces to go with this team, man. Like Trey Young has a lot of pieces around him now. They already had added Clint Capella, who didn't really get to play with them last year. Who's a nice big piece to go around with uh, Trey and John Collins. And then they pick up Bogdanovich, who we thought was going to the Bucks at first, who's a nice young shooter and player. Um, I like Kevin Hooter still, but Kevin Hooter now come off the bench and continue to develop. They added Gallinari, who we all know Gallinari, Danilo Gallinari is not a scrub. Danilo Gallinari can ball. Um, they add Rajon Rondo, who's a nice veteran piece. And I just think they have a lot of good pieces on that team now. I can't see a situation in which they don't make the playoffs now unless they have a significant injury. This is a dangerous, dangerous team. They're getting older. They're maturing into their own. Now you put veteran pieces that are ready to win around them in Rondo and Gallinari and, and players like that, Capella. And this is going to be a dangerous team, man. This is going to be a dangerous team. I, I like the moves that the Hawks made. They made a lot of good moves to win now they're dangerous they remind me of the um, they reminded me now of that boston celtics teams a couple years ago with those dumb players that took lebron and the cavaliers to seven like that's the type of talent and potential that this hawk team has right now um so i'm looking at them as one my top winner in the free agency and number two which may come as a surprise to many people i have the houston rockets and I know everyone's thinking, like, what? Why the heck do you have the Houston Rockets as winner in free agency when, like, James Harden and Russell Westbrook have, like, basically demanded trades, right? Well, they haven't been traded yet, for one. The, the Rockets say that they're not going to trade them, and they're going to probably try to smooth things over, which it seems like is going to be the best course of action for them right now. And when, you look, when I look at the Rockets, I say, what was their biggest flaw last year? They went with this ultra small ball lineup, right? Like, that worked for a few games in the regular season, but then got majorly exposed in the playoffs. They realized height freaking matters in basketball. Like, you can't rebound the ball. You can't defend good post players if you have 6'5 players as your center, like like Tucker, P.J. Tucker. It just doesn't work. So they go out and they add Christian Wood, who I don't think is as great as advertised because he played on the Pistons and put up a lot of garbage stats. But, like, he's still a, a pretty solid young piece who's got some height, who can play. Um, he's a nice ad. And if DeMarcus Cousins, which is also an ad for them in Big Man, can be even 80% of what he was back in his Sacramento and early Pelicans days, this is a steal for them. And as someone that they can throw the ball to, get points um, in the paint, and also who can you know just be a big body down there to defend and, and rebound and all that sorts of stuff. So I like those moves. If everyone comes back, they still got shooters to go around all their pieces. 
Uh, DeMarcus Cousins can still shoot. Christian Wood can still shoot a little bit. So they didn't really lose too much shooting, but they added length and height and, and athleticism down there. So I like that. I like that. That they they realized that that was their major flaw and problem, and they and they did something about it. That small ball stuff wasn't working. As my as my guy Kobe Bryant told him before, um, before last season when they first tried it. So, you know, it, it's it's them too. Those are Hawks and Rockets. I like it. Okay, man. I like the Hawks, but the Rockets, I'm not sure. But uh, part of the <laughs> uh, the Lakers, I think. Uh, Mm. They got they got uh, what Montrose Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, <sighs> Wesley Matthews. Man, I mean, they, wait they, a minute, bro. I thought you I thought you said uh, Montrez was overrated. <laughs> well, well, I mean, he may be overrated, but I think the Lakers, in terms of free agency, I think uh, uh, what's fair. the GM's name? Rob. Um, Palenka? Palenka, yeah, that's the name. So I think Rob Palenka did a great job. I mean, even though they won a championship, I mean, he went out like, yo, man, let's get a new whole different role player, basically, right? So yeah, I like it. Same same core, basically, or oh, same two superstars, and then different, uh, you know. But, but you know, and yeah. a couple of different uh, new names. Um, so I think uh, I think they I think they one of my winners. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. I think the Hawks. I'll give the Hawks. But the Rockets, man, like they did nothing. Uh... <laughs> you know, whatever. Okay, the losers. Who are the losers? Two losers. Uh, the biggest loser, as always, the New York Knicks. Come on down, boys. Like they hey, just hey, didn't hey, do hey, 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 hold up, hold up. Uh, yeah. This is Stephen A's team. You don't make fun of his team. <laughs> My boy is Stephen A. Come on down. I know he's frustrated. He's pulling out the remaining hair that he has left on the top of his head because the Knicks didn't do nothing. As normal, his Knicks failed to do anything. Like they just didn't do anything. Like they made, they made, they moved. Like they not only did they do nothing. They made moves that didn't make sense. Like at one point, they released Alfred Payton just to re-sign him. Like two days later, <laughs> I was sitting there scratching my head. Like, well, then why'd you release him in the first place? But I think they realized that nobody wanted to come to New York. And then, like, they when I saw Elspel, they're like, oh, well, let's just go get Alfred Payton to come back to the team. Like, <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? I don't know. The Knicks are trash. They're terrible. I don't see how they dig themselves out of the the the, the crap that they've gotten in, themselves into over the past few years because nobody wants to play there. Like Kate, Kevin Durant said it best. Like we don't remember Kate like the Knicks being a good team. Like or New York having this grand persona that's gonna uplift our credibility as players and 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 brand. Like anybody going to New York, ain't nobody thinking about the Knicks. So they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of you know, searching for their identity and themselves. And they're going to need something in the draft or something to make creators want to come there. There ain't nobody coming there right now. Um, so, next, you lose. And um, secondly, I got the Blazers. Like, I just hope that they would have done did more because there's, they have they have pieces. Like, the Blazers have pieces. They're a piece or two away from a championship, I think. But what uh, they did, they got, I didn't. They got some – who they got? Robert Covington, I believe, and Ennis Kenner. 
Yeah, Robert Covington was a nice trade. I like the Robert Covington move. Enos Cancer, I don't I don't understand how that helps him. Like you already have um Collins and Nurkic in the post. And what you need most is you need wing defenders. They need someone that's gonna be able to guard the other team's best player. And I I guess that like Covington kinda covers that, but I would like to see them have added more three and D players and I don't know, some more defenders. They're they they're really lacking on the defensive end because they're superstars outside of Nurkic is an okay defender. Like, but Damian Lillard and McCollum aren't a like plus defenders most of the time. So like they need defenders to go around them. Um, yeah, they definitely need more three and D, right? Because yeah. you remember that season when they played the Warriors or went to the conference final? Mm-hmm. The three and D was very good, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, more Harkless. More Harkless. Was Covenant there or no? I don't remember. Now, um, who else did they have on that team? I think they had like what Mo Harkless, Evan Turner was a solid defender back then. Yeah. Um, but but, the, but, yeah, but yeah, they had better but, places. Yeah, but they had a lot of good three and D and like wing players. Um, yeah. But but that, that's what they were missing, right? And then they lost them, and then next year they suck. <laughs> yep. Yep. They got destroyed and killed because the defense yep. suck. Their defense is terrible. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, you have Melo, CJ McCollum, Nurkic, and Damian on the floor. I mean, the defense is, like, negative. Yeah. Like, they can score, <laughs> but they just can't defend anybody. Yeah. Exactly. It don't mean much if you're giving up 20. If you're giving, if you're making 15 points a game, if you're giving up 20. So, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of their moves didn't make sense. Because they added players like Cantor. And stuff like that, who are like also, you know, Opposite. negative defenders. It, yeah. It didn't make sense. They don't need more scoring. All right, man. That's all we got uh, for you guys tonight, okay? Yeah. Right, Thanks, out. y'all. Continue to tune in. Later. <laughs>